Hello, welcome to uh, another episode of Carpe's Corner. Um, I am Carpe Donctum, and my guest today is the amazing Greg Gutfeld. Let me see if I can get him on here. Here we are. That's me. That's you. Yeah. How, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Great to be here. Hope you're doing well. I'm, I'm doing all right. I, I heard you had some, uh, some issues with a, with a storm recently. What was that about? Yeah, uh, actually, even when things are happening to you that's bad, it's always worse for someone else. So I was in my house watching these trees flying all over the place. I have, I have a lot of windows, and, and I, I just assumed I might die. And then, I, I, uh, it, and then it, the tornado watch ends, and I walk outside, and, the, and I'm, I'm fine. I walk outside, and there's this giant tree on top of uh, my neighbor's Tesla completely destroyed i know that's like first world problems but i was like, going like i was going like i had no power i have no plumbing but i didn't have a car in my driveway so i was lucky so it's like you always kind of it's kind of sad that you look at things that way but there's the, the, the i mean these were massive trees that came down in, in this uh tropical storm uh and uh but i was i i think i was lucky to escape and be well, here and you. I, I, my, I might not have been here <laughs> That that brings us to uh to this. Yes. <laughs> that's that that was that was a plus, right? To yeah, to survive the storm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, tell, I mean, very briefly, tell us about your your book. We don't have a, a whole lot of time, but you know, yeah, it's just, the you know, finer it's, points. It's just uh, I thought I decided to do an experiment where before everything I would do, from sending a tweet to texting to talking to somebody, I would ask myself, is it a plus or a minus? And it's something right. that sounds very ob obvious to people who have a strong upbringing. <laughs> because basically what I've invented is something we've had for thousands of years called impulse control. But it's impulse right. control for idiots. Or impulse control for people like me who, are, who tend towards the negative uh, yeah. side of things. For example, I'm the type of person on Twitter, if you come at me, I will come at you, which is a negative. Like a, a, a positive thing is to let that stuff roll off you. And so I was basically trying to teach myself impulse control to reduce the negative actions in my life and also put a little top spin on my positive actions. And I decided that, you know what, I could probably write a book about this and apply it to everyday life. So that's why it's self-help, even for people who hate self-help, because I do hate self-help, because I don't like self-help writers. They're cheesy and weird, and they're often, they're often oddly self-destructive. Yeah, it's, it's it's sort of something funny that I've noticed is that some of the the, the people that write the self help books when you see a picture of them you're like mm, I'm not sure that's working for you. Like <laughs> it's true. It's um so I worked in health magazines and uh, right. I was a fitness editor for Prevention. So I'm in my early early twenties telling older people how to live, which is hilarious because all <laughs> right drinking and smoking. I was a fitness editor for uh, for Prevention and then. Uh, editor of Men's Health and smoking, you know, regular daily, smoking daily. So I was a, I was a living, walking uh, hypocrite. But I would go to these health conferences and I would meet other health writers and they were not healthy. Not healthy at all. <laughs> uh, they were kind of, and also, you know what's interesting about health writers? They contract whatever they write about. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's like if they go to a conference on 
chronic fatigue syndrome, which was really big in the 90s. I don't know. You're too young. Yeah. They would come back. You'd send a freelancer to a chronic fatigue syndrome conference on a cruise ship. They would come back convinced they have chronic fatigue. Uh, and so it was like, because I think that when you work in a health industry, you're constantly surrounded by this stuff and it can't help but influence you. That's what I also think to a large degree is happening with social media in general. Where we are right. incredibly influenced by this stuff that's churning around us, making us crazy. It's making me crazy. Well, we're surrounded by the negative. That's uh, the social media is designed to uh, reward yes. the negative. Exactly. And it's and the craziest people uh, get the loudest voice. I mean, uh, cl- clearly, I'm I'm pretty crazy myself. So, um, you know, I got a loud voice on social media as well. And I was I was uh, I'm not I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but you know, I I was uh, rewarded for being a, tr- a good troll. You know, yeah, but some, you know, yeah, but here's the here's the interesting thing about about you. This is the first time we've ever spoke to uh, right. we, uh, DM. Uh, you're remarkably sane and calm. You're re- remarkably calm. Now, I, I, I and but the but what you were doing was outrageous. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and so it's kind of it, it's always interesting. It's like I always find people who are really funny to be not manic. Not completely, yeah. you know, not like, uh, um, not every, not, you're not, you, everybody's not Robin Williams when you, when, you know, when, it, and in fact, I have a real <laughs> issue when I'm in the green room with comedians who are being comedians in the green room, almost 99% of them aren't like that. They're never like, when they're in the green right. room, they're just sitting there thinking about what they're going to do. They, they respect everybody's, uh, 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 space, but if you have somebody who fashions themselves a comedian or something and is in the green room being zany, you know you're going to have a terrible show because it's not, he's not going to be funny. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, th- that that seems like the person that's just trying too hard. Yeah. Like, and, and maybe it's nerves or whatever, but like, uh, yeah, you are correct. I am a, I'm a very calm person. You know, I, I always thought it was funny when people would like accuse me of, uh, uh, you're freaking out or whatever. And then I just go on a live stream and I'd be like, I'm not freaking out. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I, I don't get much more calm than this, but, uh, yeah, you seem like a yeah. very calm person. I am the, uh, I'm not very calm. Uh, so I don't even know if you need my book to be honest, because you seem like <laughs> stable, but, you know, I think the book is more for weirdos like me. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, I mean, you've had tremendous success. It's really interesting. Uh, but uh, I always look at when people do things differently, and I think you know there's a there's a lot of examples since 2016 of people doing things differently, of, of curating their own careers. And I, I think of you, I think of Scott Adams, I think right. of, uh, uh, Dave Rubin. I think of, you can go into the the podcast world and see it; uh, it's pretty impressive. But then you see the periscopes that Scott Adams does, which are so unique and, and, and yeah. um, unusual. And then there, there are people like you that pretty much took from Twitter as opposed to give. And I think that's a really important thing because I am, I always consider myself an idiot um, for giving to Twitter. You know, Twitter doesn't pay me jack, but it could get me fired, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't make sense to me. Why am I doing that? But what you did was you, you actually took the, uh, you took the platform and you made it Profitable. I think it'll. If it's not profitable yet, it will. But it, it it's working out for you. Uh, yeah. 
And you know, Scott I, Scott has made me sort of who I am, I think. Yeah, I got I got on to Scott Adams real early on in 2016 and and uh just phenomenal guy i can't believe he he sits in front of his uh his uh computer or his uh ipad and talks to himself for like 50 60 minutes a day and, and like i can't do it and he's stoned <laughs> <laughs> actually i don't know if he's stoned but he gets high every day every morning well i think he, he, he it's medicinal there's no seek yeah it's medicinal and he doesn't remember he, he doesn't advise other people do that but um yeah when he's when he's on, what I what's what's interesting, and he's going to be on the GG show on um, this weekend. Um, what's interesting about him is that he's not pretending to be TV. He's not pretending to be accessible, but in his own way, he becomes it because of the 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 the, the, the illustrations that he used, the word choice, the succinct nature. He also like he also talks pretty slow. Which yeah. Is helpful because the concepts can be very heady, or the concepts can be not heady, but uh, the first time it goes around your head, it's not exactly absorbed. So when you like, for example, when I do the five, and I think I have a genius idea, I I'm talking so fast to get it in that it's usually forgotten, and then somebody <laughs> a few days later will tell me, you know that thing, and then I and then I end up repeating it a lot. Because I'm pretty sure nobody cared. And yeah, I I think I think one of his uh, best qualities is that he can he can reach just the average person. Like he's really really smart, but he can he can dumb things down enough to to the level that most people can understand. Well, I would, but I, I don't know though because you know I would disagree in the sense that what he, what he does is he's trying to pull you out of this. Uh, I, I call it the prison of two ideas, but you can call it team sport right. politics or confirmation bias. The idea that right. you're inside when you're inside something like a battle between left and right or whatever it is, you can't see that there's, there's actually a position above that, and that's the position that I guess you would call persuasion, uh, uh, where where uh, Scott Adams is and where he's trying to pull people like you or me or anybody listening to him out of this world above, so you can see. Why is it that CNN can't see what they're doing? Why is it that Brian Stelter right. <laughs> says plainly that there is no anti-Trump network? That is, I mean, that is delusional. I will never say that, like, uh, Fox News uh, was pro-Obama. I'm not delusional. <laughs> right. I, I would never say that. But it's, but, and I would say there were very strong voices on that network from Glenn Beck, you know, uh, that were, like, you know, that were hypercritical of Obama. So I'm not, like, I would... You know, how you can say there is no anti-Trump network when there's probably 15 platforms you could just rattle off from from websites to blogs to social social media. But anyway, my point being that to major networks, I mean, there's like four major networks that are all basically rah, rah. Let's get rid of Trump. I I guess the, the, the point is, is that I think we're at a stage and I know we a lot of people use the phrase red pill. Where people mm-hmm. are beginning to see that the media is lying to you, that they're lying to themselves when they're denying what we see with our own eyeballs, which is looting and destruction, uh, right. chaos, and they're telling us that we're not seeing it. Peaceful protest, Greg. Yes, peaceful peaceful protest. protest. Yeah, and it, and to me, it's like uh, I, I I think I mean I I mean I've evolved in the last five or six years. Uh, in my own thinking, I've never been a fan of the media, and I've been in the media for 30 years. 
I was always the odd man out. Even when I was at magazines, I wrote for I wrote for tons of women's magazines. I obviously I edited Men's Health, and then I did Stuff Magazine. I edited Maxim in in uh, England. I did. I was on the launch of the Huffington Post with uh, Andrew Breitbart when he was running it. Uh, I did all this crazy stuff. I was in every. I've been on all the sides of the media, and I hated the entity itself while I was there. But I could never really articulate why I hated it. I always thought that it was just the liberal media bias. But if there's something else about it, then it's not just the liberal media bias. There's an arrogance to it. There's a clue yeah. to it. And there's an inherent destructiveness. And I said this about, a, I don't know, a, three weeks ago about Trump, that fake news is the enemy of the people is a phrase that is as big as tear down the wall. Uh, mm-hmm. We just don't know it yet. We don't know it yet. It, and it's it's resonated with so many people. And you, as you were just saying there, like uh, it is waking people up. You know, people do say the red pill thing. And I I think that's been way overused. But right. um, I, I think it is a good sort of allegory or or whatever. But uh, I have friends that, you know, they're liberal people. And every once in a while, they'll call me and talk to me like just a couple of days ago. Call and because they can't talk to any of their liberal friends about this stuff. Yeah. But they're like, I I don't think these are peaceful protests. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) You're right. Like, why are they calling them that? Or like, you know, did you watch the new George Floyd video or, you know, and you're like, I don't, I don't quite understand. This isn't what I was told, you know, or uh, just a hundred things like that. That was great about that. You know, who's really good uh, is um, Brett Weinstein. And he does this uh, blog with his wife. It's called the dark, is it called dark horse or, uh, I think, it might be I think I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So what he is, is he's a leftist progressive who's trying to inject common sense and reality into the left. He's like basically trying to do a nightly intervention for the left. And it's so enjoyable because he's so smart and so funny. But he's like, it, it's, it is, he's like, he's, he was the victim of the evergreen uh nuttiness and so he's he's lived it and he's trying he, he predicted this would happen i always find him to be really re- one of the one of the, on the tip of that spear of getting uh, of getting reality to the left may not may never happen well i think it's so funny to see uh people that were on the left and then see their reaction to where the left is now yeah like uh somebody like a dave rubin is just looking at the world being like oh my god what has happened here or yeah. Um, or, in the young Turks and it's like, yeah, you know, he was, he, he, you gotta be liberal to be in a young, the young Turks. So <laughs> it is, it watch and you, and also you can kind of see that a lot of times with, with Rogan, Rogan will claim that he's a, uh, a big leftist, but when you're listening to him and he, 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 he I don't know how he, that's for his own protection. It's yeah. for, he's claims he's a leftist for his own protection. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But. Uh, I did want to get before before we have to go because I know you're on sort of a time constraint. Um, uh, what are what are your thoughts on Kamala Harris? Everyone wants to know. I think uh, I think it's the best choice he could make. I think that the choice is really important because I don't think he's going to be there. Uh, I mean, we you, you you probably have heard Scott Adams' theories. I'm kind of in agreement with it that I I think that de- the decline has been fairly obvious and fast moving. And I think she's being chosen perhaps to be the candidate. 
Uh, and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe if he, if they do win, maybe he's president for six months. I don't know, but it's, I do think that she was the strongest candidate um, that he could pick, and he was in a corner. He had to pick a woman of color anyway. Um, I right. like, I will say this: I like Val Demings. You know, I I, I like. I don't. I'm sure I even know who that is. That she she wasn't anywhere in, towards the top. I think she was a cop, a military veteran out of Florida. Hmm. She was kind. She was like a. She was a tough, a tough lady. But um, you know. Well, if you want to defund the police, you can't. You can't pick up a cop. But they as did. Your VP. They picked, well, I mean, that's sort yeah. of. <laughs> but how fast? Um, I mean, how? Where is she going to land in that when they do that convention? When they start doing all the intersectionality and the identity politics, and they just completely ignore uh, uh, the riots and they completely ignore uh, the looting. Where is she going to be? Is she going to talk? Is she going to talk about crime? Is she going to talk about justice, or is she going to just play the uh, the game of just talking about you know race and gender? Because that's what's going to happen, I think. Well, she'll she'll play the game of race and gender. That's the only game that that yeah. she's allowed to play. Um, you know, I think uh, to your point a little bit earlier there, uh, CNN is already running stories about um, you know if and when Joe Biden. Uh, yes. You yes. steps down. Not a right wing conspiracy anymore. <laughs> they go like, and when she steps in, and it's like, wow. I go, so they're already paving the way for this, you know. Like, ima- imagine voting for a candidate that you knew was going to step out in six months. Like, I, I don't, it, I don't. This doesn't make any sort of sense to me at all. Yeah. Well, I remember but. when I when uh, I was comforting myself when I was an anti Trumper in 2015. And I was going, well, you know what? He'll probably be impeached in six months, so it'll be okay. I remember yeah. myself this. <laughs> and, then, and then I started. How did you break out, by the way? When, I, when he won, I decided to focus on words and not deeds. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, deeds. I've got it opposite. Deeds and not words. Yeah. And I've written about that. It's like, like you can spend four years waking up to being surprised by the sunrise, which is like being surprised by his tweets. Or you can right. focus on his deeds, and his deeds so far have been pretty great. So I've like I've only focused on that. And, was it uh, slow, or do you, or was it more like a like a snowball going downhill? It was kind of a snowball, I think. Yeah, he still he still frustrates me, but I accept it. I right. Would, here's my last point on this. I would rather have an obnoxious guy tweeting a thousand times a week that pisses off everybody than a thousand body bags every week. So I don't understand how the left can be so upset about a personality who's kind of a peacenik, a person or, or a, an obnoxious dove. Would you rather have a, uh, have a polite hawk or right. a obnoxious dove? And I would take the obnoxious dove, right? Anyway. Yeah. Well, and the, you know, the thing that they, that they're always telling you is that he's a dictator. He's going to t- seize yes. power. He's going to do all these things. And that's, it's what they're doing. Yes, like exactly. and they're doing that exact same thing. And so I mean, this, I everyone says it, and it's it's a cliche now. But like anything that they tell you that that someone else is doing, they're it's doing. exactly what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And in that note, you've got to leave, which means I have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to work. I have to run up and. I know. Podcast. I'm doing my podcast uh, with um, Schellenberger, Michael Schellenberger. Greg, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much for rescheduling. and It was awesome, awesome to talk to you. Yeah, you got to come on the GG show one of these days. We'll work that yeah. out. Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Take All care. right. See you later. Yep. Congrats.
Thank you. So that was Mr. Greg Gutfeld. The amazing Greg Gutfeld. Sorry, we, we, we only had about, uh, you know, 20 minutes. But uh, as we said, uh, he has to go. He's, he's a very busy man. So I was, I was glad just to have him on the show. But um, I think we had a good time. I think we had a good time. Even though my camera is a little bit wonky. And I missed my intro. But it's all right. It's okay. We'll do all. Since we have a few minutes here, I'll take just a, you know, five minutes, maybe five minutes. If anybody has any questions and I'll, I'll just chat. Um, and then I'll uh, get going. I mean, actually, let me look through the comments here. Let's see what there was. Somebody says, miss you on Twitter. Thank you. I, mi I miss me on Twitter, too. Is there any hope of me getting back on Twitter? Well, um, yes and no. Uh, there should be hope. There should be hope because um, I have filed seven copyright counter counter strikes or not counter strike, uh, but counterclaims, which should mean that uh, by the terms of service, I should get my account back. And um, Twitter has refused to respond, basically. Um, but I should have it back already. Um, I just think they're not going to respond at all. They'll just they'll just stall until you know November or something. Um, need to get need Timcast. Yeah, I can get Timcast. I need, just need to talk to him. Um, let's see here. Willie Brown memes. I'm doing mostly non-branded stuff right now. So, most of the stuff I'm doing, you won't know that it's mine. Uh, he, he can get them. Uh, somebody says uh, Trump needs your memes more than ever. How can he get them? Um, he can get them off of all of my uh, platforms. Um... And uh, there's there's pipelines that that lead to my memes. So don't you worry about him getting to see them. I'm sure he'll get to see them. I'm on Parler and um, I'm also on uh, CloudHub and Instagram. Uh, currently, this this show is uh, being broadcast on um, CloudHub and uh, YouTube. I would really suggest that you guys go check out Cloud Hub because I, th I think it's it's a different it's a different feel than than Parler. I like Parler, um, but Cloud Hub really has a it has has a lot more features right now, um, and they're working on those more. So just check it out. Um, Power Tie had a good video today. I haven't watched Power Ties today. I was getting set up for this. By the way, if you here, let me let me give you the the tour. Look, look at that, dirty dirty house, toys everywhere. Look at all this stuff. Crap. Oh, there you go. Trump is my president. 
clout, as in C-L-O-U-T-H-U-B, clout hub, as in clout. Yeah, Parler, Parler is pretty good. It's just uh, I think the, the issues that I have with it uh, are well-known issues, uh, and it's, it's mostly just uh, feel. Like the um, not being able to like retweet or uh, uh, quote tweet like comments and things like that, but you know they're, they're minor things. It it does a it does a good job. So uh, when are you going on Greg's show? Um, I don't know. When he invites me, he sort of invited me right there, but we'll we'll get a, a date figured out. Um, I'd love to be on the show. It'd be especially easy now, right uh, right now, because of the um, they're they're doing all of their stuff via Skype anyway. Um, all right, well. Thank you guys for watching. Um, as always, you can follow me on Parlor. You can follow me on CloudHub. You can follow me on Minds. I'm on Minds. I'll, I'll get Scott in sometime. I, t I talked to Scott just the other day. I'll get Scott Adams in here. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me basically everywhere but Twitter. I also have a locals community, which you can join. Um, and uh, we'll see who we get next week. Maybe I'll have, maybe I'll have uh, Scott on next week. Um, I'll, have, I'll have to ask him. See if we can work that out. <laughs> I could take Tyrus' seat. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, right. All right, guys. I will see you guys later. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I will see you guys later.